Welcome to The Deeper You Go, The Weirder It Gets. I'm your host, Garrett Rennan. This episode is about the principle of polarity, which is principle number four of the seven hermetic principles. The principle of polarity states that everything is dual, everything has poles, everything has its pair of opposites, like and unlike are the same. Opposites are identical in nature, but different in degree. Extremes meet, all truths are but half-truths, all paradoxes may be reconciled. Okay, so I love this principle. It might be my favorite. And the reason I like this principle so much is because the concept is simple to understand. It makes a lot of sense and it provides even more information on how to perform mental transmutations. Also, at least for me, this principle describes a truth which I knew, but I'm not sure that I knew that I knew it. Does that make sense? So what I'm trying to say is this principle describes an unconscious truth that we live in a dualistic universe and that everything has its opposite. I say it's an unconscious truth because deep down, I have always known that everything has its opposite, right? There's day and night, yin and yang, light and dark, hot and cold, summer and winter, hard and soft, God and Satan, Even Newton's third law of motion states every action has an equal and opposite reaction. However, despite being aware of this idea of opposites, I'm not sure that I ever realized that all opposites like yin and yang, hot and cold, or good or bad are actually the same thing. And that the only difference between these supposed opposites is just perspective and degree. And once I thought about this and realized it was true... My mind was blown. And so according to the Kabbalion, the, the great fourth hermetic principle, the principle of polarity, embodies the truth that all manifested things have two sides, two aspects, two poles, a pair of opposites with manifold degrees between the two extremes. The hermetic teachings are to the effect that the difference between things seemingly diametrically opposed to each other is merely a matter of degree, and that the idea of opposites is just the two extremes of the same thing with many varying degrees between them. And and there it is. That's the concept right there. That's the concept that blew my mind. So I'm going to just say that again. It's the idea that opposites are just the two extremes of the same thing with many varying degrees between them. For example, heat and cold are identical in nature, the difference being merely a matter of degrees, literally and figuratively. The thermometer shows many degrees of temperature, the lowest pole being called cold the highest heat. Between these two poles are many degrees of heat or cold. Call them either and you are equally correct. The higher of two degrees is always warmer, while the lower is always colder. There is no absolute standard. All is a matter of degree. There is no place on the thermometer where heat ceases and cold begins. It's all a matter of higher or lower vibrations. The same goes for the concepts of good and bad. According to the Kabbalion, good and bad are not absolute. We call one end of the scale good and the other bad, or one end good and the other evil according to the use of the terms. A thing is less good than the, than the thing higher in, in the scale, but that less good thing in turn is more good than the thing next below it, and so on, the more or less being regulated by the position on the scale. 
And it is this fact, the fact that opposites are actually the same thing that allows us to transmute one mental state into another along the lines of polarization. This is important because it means that with enough practice, we can begin to change our mental state from that of fear into courage, of anxiety into peace, from victim to warrior, from lack to abundance, from ungratefulness to that of gratitude. And in order to change your mindset, all you have to do is focus your awareness on the end of the spectrum you want to move towards. And one way to do this is to change your perspective on a given situation. Let's use the idea of good trip versus bad trip. See, over the last couple years, I have assisted in several psychedelic healing ceremonies. And anyone who knows anything about the use of psychedelics knows that Speaking in very general terms, when consuming psychedelics, one of two possibilities exists, a good trip or a bad trip. And obviously, no one is worried about having a good experience, right? The worry or fear around psychedelics comes from the possibility of having a bad experience. However, we have learned thanks to the principle of polarity that good trips and bad trips are essentially the same. It's just a matter of degree or a, or a matter of mindset and perspective. Really, what it comes down to is how you define good and how you define bad. Most people define a bad trip as either overwhelming, dark-natured, or just unpleasant. However, there, there is usually a deeper meaning to these bad experiences as they are usually a reflection of your, of your negative aspects. That's right. More often than not, what most people consider a bad as a bad psychedelic experience is usually a reflection of their own inner demons. And trust me, having your inner demons revealed to you does not exactly make for a fun night. However, all those demons or negative aspects about yourself can be transmuted with a simple shift in mindset. To further this point, I'm going to use jujitsu as an analogy. So there's a common saying in the jujitsu world, which is, I never lose. I either win or I learn. In fact, there's a lot of similarities between jujitsu and ceremonial psychedelic experiences. Both will destroy your ego. Both will reveal your true nature, both positive and negative aspects. And both will make you a better, stronger, healthier, more capable version of yourself. So to better understand this analogy, let's first define winning and losing in very general terms. So in jujitsu, the main goal is to either submit or control your opponent. Doing either of these things would be considered winning. This, of course, means that being either submitted or controlled by your opponent would be considered losing. In other words, submitting or controlling your opponent is the equivalent of a good psychedelic experience, whereas being submitted or controlled is the equivalent of a bad or negative psychedelic experience, at least from a particular point of view. And the reason most people consider losing a negative experience is because being physically dominated by another person, especially by someone who is smaller and weaker than you, which is what jujitsu is all about, is one of the most humbling and ego-destroying experiences you can go through. Being physically dominated by another human being is not only extremely uncomfortable, it can actually be quite terrifying because you feel completely helpless and hopeless. And you realize, had this been a real fight, not only would you have lost, but you would have been completely at the mercy of this other person. 
And this type of experience is definitely a hard pill to swallow. And it's this feeling of helplessness that leads most people to quit early on in their jujitsu journey. So on the surface, it's easy to see why this would be considered a negative experience. However, with a simple shift in mindset and perspective, this negative experience can actually be one of the greatest opportunities for growth and development you will ever experience. Being dominated or losing in jiu-jitsu gives you so much information about yourself. In fact, a losing experience under the right mindset can be way more beneficial to your long-term growth than a winning experience. Because if you beat someone, especially someone who is smaller, weaker, and has less experience than you, what did you really learn? However... On the other hand, losing not only exposes holes in your game, it also reveals a lot of your inner demons, like bad lifestyle choices. If you have a poor diet, if you're not getting enough sleep, if you are drinking too much or not taking care of your body, jujitsu will let you know. In addition, being physically controlled by another human also makes you realize you are not as strong or physically capable as you thought you were. And this is a real eye-opener because most people think they are way more capable physically than they actually are. So whether it be jujitsu or the psychedelic ceremony, it is not necessarily fun to have your negative aspects revealed to you. However, once your inadequacies are revealed to you, you now have the necessary information needed to fix or transmute them. This is why many people use the mantra, I never lose, I either win or I learn. Because losing doesn't have to be a negative experience. Instead, losing is an opportunity to gather information. It's an it's an opportunity to become tougher, stronger, and more resilient. Remember, a diamond is created through pressure. A, a samurai sword is forged, shaped, and molded in the hottest fire. Likewise, whenever we experience resistance or adversity, we are simultaneously being presented with an opportunity for growth and development. In other words, losing in jujitsu may seem like a negative experience on the surface. However, if you keep an open mind and look hard enough, there's, there's always positive aspects to be found. And this same logic can be applied to the psychedelic experience. Your mantra can and should be, there's no such thing as a bad trip. It's either positive or a learning opportunity. And, but make no mistake, some lessons can be hard to learn, but learning is always a good thing. In fact, when you really think about it, this same logic can be applied to all aspects of your life because the principle of polarity tells us that negative experiences and positive experiences are the same thing. The difference being just degree, the difference being degree, perspective, vibration, and mindset. So, our life is, is just a series of experiences. The experience of your alarm clock going off, the experience of sitting in traffic, the experience of your job, the experience of all your daily interactions with people, and so on. And this is important to understand because, you're, because your quality of life largely depends on how you interpret each and every experience. And so this leads right into the idea of controlling your reality because the principle of polarity also states that spirit and matter are but two poles of the same thing. And this is also critical information. So if you remember from the first alchemy podcast, part one, we learned that spirit, which the alchemists represent as mercury, is also considered to be the mind. 
This means that instead of saying spirit and matter are the same thing, you could also say that mind and matter are the same thing. Another way to think about this is to say that thoughts are things and that things are thoughts. And if you extrapolate this idea out far enough, it means that our thoughts create our reality. If And if you remember from the principle of mentalism, you know that all creation begins in the mind. So knowing that mind and matter are just two extremes are just two extreme poles of the same thing gives us more assurance that our thoughts are extremely important because they control and create our reality. Or as the Buddha so eloquently said, mind is everything. What we think, we become. So the principle of polarity gives us a strategy of controlling and changing our thought. It teaches us how to aim towards aim towards and find the positive in every situation so that we can create a better reality. There you have it. See you on the other side.